Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inside Pod number six here on, what's that? BDL Radio. And we're going to talk about that today. BDL Radio. How long have we been podcasting in the BDL? We're going to get into that. Uh, really neat segment today. I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun with this, a lot of fun listening to it, kind of reliving some cool moments. Uh, we'll talk a little bit too about the uh, about the partial first first matchup period for the 2021 BDL season. We recorded this uh, a, um, a little bit ahead of the close of the first matchup period, so we don't really have you know uh, uh, season kickoff results. Uh, just yet, but uh, still, there there are a few things to talk about. And uh, but yeah, if you've ever wondered kind of what goes into the making of a podcast, uh, where we got the idea uh, for launching podcasts and web shows in the BDL, uh, you, you're going to have a lot of fun with this show. Uh, I think it was I think it was time to do this, time to talk about these things on the air in some form. Um, we've been doing it a long time, long time here in the BDL. It's one of the most unique things I think you'll find in a fantasy league of any kind, anywhere. And we're proud of it, proud of that history uh, and proud of that effort uh, that our our GMs have put in, the passion that they've shown to, to do those things here. So um, hope you have a lot of fun listening to it. We had a great time recording it. And we thank you again for Tuning in to the Inside Podcast here with Mike and Scotty. But first, as always, let's rock. And yes, you all are our friends, BDL Brotherhood, not the Amish Brotherhood. Uh, great to be back. Boy, do we have a great show. Great show. Such a fun show. Uh, Mike, we just got done just got done talking to uh, two of the OGs in the league, um, Mr. John of the Woo and Mr. Johnny of the Killer Car Company of Anaheim. Uh, we have a really great segment. Tonight had a lot of fun talking about the history and the legacy of BDL Media uh, right here in the Black Diamond League, and uh, we're we're really excited to throw that throw that at you here in in a few minutes, Mike. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. One of the most fun podcasts I think I've ever done. That that was a really fun interview. Uh, but before we get to that, with your intro of "Hello, friends," and you are our are our, our friends, I feel like I should be doing a Jim Cornette impression. I don't know if anybody you should. You, you know, I, I think there was a little bit of that reference, but there was a little bit of bright zero zero p other than yeah. myself. Yes, uh, zero zero people listening to this. And yeah. yes, I think you're. That, there was a little bit of osmosis there with uh, with the great <laughs> probably Brian. having. Yes. Having listened to uh, the great Brian last earlier today with the latest Jim Cornette um, drive-through, uh, yeah, I think that just sort of slipped out. But <laughs> in any case, that's okay. That's all right. Um, hey, we are full on in week one of the 2021 BDL season, uh, Mike. Finally, and we, uh, as we record this, we're not quite 
at the end of the matchup week number one yet. So not a whole lot we can really get into and talk about other than um, how well the generals are doing. We should talk about that. Uh, leading the league right now in average in uh, home runs, um, second in the league in, in runs, leading the league in RBIs. Um, having a good week this week against the Chicks. I guess that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is uh, you're only beating the worst team in the league seven to three. So that's probably the journey. Fair, but, uh, fair, fair. Of course, my alleged competition, um, though, making me feel pretty, pretty good tonight, uh, the Wallabies, they're not, not, not really having the best start um, to the season. Yeah, just pulling up the live scoring here. We're we're recording this on on Friday uh, night, April the 9th. Uh, poor Brent and his Wallabies looking at a at a one nine score. Yeah, um, and a well the, and a well deserved nine nine one. No saves. Like ERA over six. Whip of one point six. Not 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 pretty at all. Yeah. Well, of course, in in that matchup, you you have two two ugly ERAs really. But really but but the but the Wallabies posting that six point two three. Wow, that's that is that is ugly. Of course, that comes with sixty six strikeouts. Not, I mean, not awful. But yeah. uh, Wallabies really. Wow, they're just pretty anemic. Um, only six home runs. Uh, batting 203 right now. Not good. 21 RBI. 30, 30 runs. Fair. Okay. Um, but um, 66 not- strikeouts. We, in Rockland, we call that Tuesday. So I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who, who's having the best? Let's see who's who's uh, who's leading right now in strikeouts. You well, you've got Rockland at ninety-seven. Wow, great! Uh, Crawford ninety-five. Actually, I'm at one hundred and four. I don't know where. What uh, I, I'm I'm looking at the, these are these are as of uh, looks like uh, as of uh, a little earlier tonight. Okay. But, but, yeah, they've not they've not fully updated on on the sheet I'm looking at, but cl- yeah. close enough. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals uh, are having a good week. They have ninety-nine as of now. Uh, Crawford's got 96 as of now. So yeah. there's some good weeks. Like there's a bunch of tight matchups of the matchups we thought would be tight. Uh, there's a couple of teams kind of overachieving. I think like KCC is really hanging in with the beers, which is kind of surprising. Uh, the biggest surprise would have to be the Vipers taking uh, Brent's uh, to the cleaners right now. Up, up oh yeah. Long. Yeah. The Vipers, the Vipers are going to open the season on top of the South. I think, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm having a pretty good week. Uh, my yeah. generals against the chicks. Uh, well, I mean more than a pretty good week. I, yeah. I have, I have I, some of these categories are, are kind of insane. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think um, right now I'm logging zero. Zero saves, unfortunately. Uh, only two stolen bases. I think um, I think the chicks will nick me in at least a couple categories, probably three, um, maybe three. But by, by the time the matchup closes, so it, it looks as though the Vipers will open the 2021 season on top of the South. Yeah. So a little bit of surprise there. It is Week One, so you know those things those things do tend to happen from time to time, and the Rockets. The defending champions um, taking no prisoners uh, in in their week one matchup against the the poor Double Downs and my goodness what you're doing to the Double Downs right now uh, 104 Ks yeah you're right compared to 77 wins to four um, 13 home runs to six 47 RBI to 29 53 runs to 32 uh, ERA is close WHIP 
relatively close. Um, Basically, I'm yeah. doing to Kevin what he's doing to me in the BDBA, so it's kind of it's kind of even this week. So that 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 works. And yep, and looks like Joe's plan with his Amish Brotherhood already already working for him in his favor um, to to dumpster dive for that first pick. Uh, in in next year's draft, uh, holding on to a three seven loss against the newcomer, the Mont uh, Moncton. I have to get used to saying that right. Mounties, uh, Stevens Club. Um, actually, having not a bad first week here in the yeah. BDL, eighty four Ks. Um, good solid week. Good solid week. It's a fair. It's a fairly good uh, you know debut week for for yeah. the Mounties there. Um, a little bit anemic in a, in a couple places, but uh, you know that's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's see. Where is that? I was looking for one more matchup. Yeah, um, one of the matchups I'm really, uh, or, or two of the matchups I'm keeping an eye on. One of the races based on our discussion in the last episode, um, this our season preview episode, that um, Crawford. Cramps and Kill Devil Hills race. Um, they're in the West. You have the Cramps jumping out right now to a 7-3 lead here on Friday evening over the Lions. Um, just yesterday, this matchup, or, or these two matchups, um, were closer. Um, yeah, but that, that's a real tight 7-3. When you dig into the numbers, it is. Like Crawford's it up is. one win, one save, one home run. One stolen base, three runs. Like this could easily be a two lions with with like two good performances. So yeah, and and Kill, Kill Devil Hills honestly not having a stupendous week. They're they they're posting enough a healthy enough week to pull things out as it stands right now. Um, Crawford, that one's, that one's super close too, though. Like it, it uh, is super close. Uh, the elevation with a one run lead, a one home run lead. Like they, these are. Some really close matchups that could still change by the time this weekend's. Yeah, uh, Crawford putting up uh, some scary stolen base numbers. Uh, six so far with with a few days left in the matchup period. Ninety six strikeouts. That's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what third right now in the league uh, behind the Rockets and the Cardinals. If I looked at that sheet correctly a, a minute ago, yep. uh, thirteen home runs. Not 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 the best uh, this week, but. My goodness, very a very healthy total uh, for this point in the matchup. Um, uh, Forty six runs. Uh, Crawford looking pretty good so yeah. far. So Krebs, Krebs you know, again, we, I think the only concern for them is Fernando Tatis's health. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's probably the only thing that worries him about this week. Right, right. So, not not a whole lot that we can really dive into. We don't want to get too premature. Uh, call, start calling matchups here. Uh, so we'll, we'll by the time you you hear us again on the airwaves uh, here toward the end of April, hopefully, uh, if nothing gets in the way, we should have you know more to talk about in terms of how the divisions are starting to shape up in the early uh, days and weeks of the 2021 season, but. Uh, uh, definitely some matchups to keep your eye on uh, right now uh, as we kick things off in, in this matchup period. But uh, yeah, so we thought um, it w- it made a lot of sense uh, to pull John, pull Johnny into the show uh, this week. 
and do a really deep dive on the history of, of BDO media, the legacy of, of some of our longstanding staple shows and, and even some of our, our lesser so lesser so shows uh, in, uh, in in BDL history. You know, we have a really rich history with podcasting, with web shows in the BDL uh, that's been going on now for, um, you know, a, a, almost a decade and a half, if, 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 if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mike. And um, uh, it's the first time I think that we've ever really sat down um, on any of these shows to, to talk about that, you know, and what, what a cool, uh, what a cool, unique thing that is in a fantasy league and pro- maybe still to this day, fairly unprecedented. I mean, we, we talk a little bit about this in the upcoming segment. It, it certainly was unprecedented for the time back in uh, late 2007 when um, the first BDL's first podcast got underway. It might still be fairly unprecedented. I, you know, I don't really know of other leagues uh, doing this. Um, but, uh, but uh, it's, it, it was worth talking about, I think. And, um, and uh, it was, it was really, uh, really one of the uh, the best times I've had uh, here on on the show so far. Yeah, you know, it, it was a, it was a good conversation. I think it was a real important conversation to to hear, especially for the new people in the league. Like I think going back to when those shows first started, I'm guessing about half the league are are still here of the yeah, people that yeah. were there originally. So at I, least, I, I, I at least, yeah, a good, a good review for the guys that are new to the league and wondering where our show kind of came from. I think this would be a good kind of uh, a review of exactly how we got here. Right. Okay, guys, time for our main segment here on the inside pod number six. So let's throw it on over to our guests, John and Johnny. All right. Wow. Three OGs with us tonight. Another longtime member. That's Mike. Uh, Mike, you've been with us, gosh, what, 11 years now? Oh, sounds of, Yeah, I was, uh, I was. 11, 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I joined yeah, the league at yeah. the beginning of the 20, 2008 season. So maybe. Oh, was it eight? Yeah. Because we were in Cuba and my son was a baby. So it would have been 2008. Oh wow! I thought it was a couple yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been okay. Four OGs. Yeah, yeah, we're going to lump you in with 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 the. So, but you're not. You're not. You're certainly not the main event on this show. No, I'm we not. are. No, you're not. You're you're never the main event. I, but, I never am. You're you're no no no. You're always you're always you're you're somewhere in the mid card. But man, we're already off track. But yeah, hey, we listen, are. we are really excited uh, to have two very special guests with us for this segment. Um, for this show, I'll, I'll start things off, uh, Mr. John of the Woo. It's been a very long time since we've heard from you on, uh, BDL radio, uh, of any kind, any show. Um, great to hear from you again, John. Glad to have you aboard tonight. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Hey, and welcome to the league, Mike. Johnny Holmes. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Thank you. Johnny Holmes, we are together again on the airwaves. Yeah, I missed you. I'm off my ADD med, so we'll see what uh Oh what cool. Well, here. this is this is going to go down in flames real quick then. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, guys, we thought we thought it would make for a, a pretty cool show um, to to have a segment, have a show dedicated to to the legacy of BDL Media here in the Black Diamond League. And you know, we've been doing this now for uh, gosh a very long time. I guess pushing what fifteen years or so, somewhere thereabouts. Uh, not, not just play, playing fantasy baseball together, but, but doing silly stuff like we're doing right now, getting together in our man caves or basements or, uh, laundry rooms or wherever you happen to be at the moment, um, for the benefit of, uh, for the league's enjoyment. But, uh, you know, we, we've had a lot, we've had a lot go on over the years, um, with these shows, a lot of really cool ideas. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, I thought it was worth, uh, Mike, a, uh, just a look back, uh, kind of a little retrospective and, and, and talk about where we've come from and, and where we are now and, and what that has meant to the league as a whole. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I think I think the main reason why we came up with this show is because we kind of missed what we had back in the day with TMO and Stuck in the Ivy. And, and I think us creating this was kind of a throwback to those days because those, those two shows in particular brought so much to our league yeah and that's why we we you know we really wanted to have johnny and john um pulled into this show uh, to celebrate bdl media because you know when you look at the the genesis uh you know of those shows at that time those are really the two you know they're really the two key shows that that started everything and so it, it's really it's going to be great i think to have that perspective uh, tonight, but if you if you'll indulge me for just a moment before we get into a little bit of Q and A, uh, you know I'd like to set the table a little bit for tonight, and and you know I don't think I don't think folks stop to to think uh, a lot about BDL Media, uh, its place, um, not just in the league but outside of the league. Um, it was such a revolutionary thing for the time. Um, and let me, let me just run over, run down a few notes that I have made for tonight's show. This is just a, a brief history of podcasting in general, not just in the BDL, but, but overall. Um, so there was a show that launched in 2003. It was called the backstage pass. Uh, it was commonly or is commonly believed to be the very first podcast published online. It was an hour long weekly show that featured music industry guests like the Beach Boys, Third Eye Blind, and a few others. That was followed the following year in 2004 by another podcast called The Daily Source Code. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Um, it actually focused on the development of the burgeoning podcasting world, featured an audience largely made up of, you know, technology savvy, savvy web platform developers, uh, and things like that. But so the big bang of podcasting, I'll call it happened in 2005 with the release of Apple iTunes version 4.9. Um, that iTunes release featured for the very first time formal support for podcasts. And we know how, you know, the, the iOS, operating system and iPhones and, and so on uh, has has sort of taken over the ecosystem since that time. But, you know, within a year of its release, that's when you started to see a lot of your traditional news outlets, BBC, NPR, 
Public Radio International, start streaming content, radio shows on that iTunes platform. And it was in 2007. So now we're getting it really into the life of the BDL at this point. In 2007 was the year that the sports world really started to turn its attention to the potential of podcasting. Uh, over at ESPN, Bill Simmons, if you listen to Bill Simmons, he, he launched his very first regular podcast um, that year. And the ESPN Fantasy Football Focus podcast also got its start in 2007. Um, something else got its start in 2007. So let's talk about two men on. The BDL's very first podcast, Two Men On, uh, the very first episode was recorded on December the 31st, 2007, and it covered the league's upcoming BDL draft, which was scheduled for the following week. Now, because the web itself was not as, you know, well-developed in 2007 as it is today, going back and finding a record of similar podcasts that were published at the time is uh, at best a chore and at worst kind of impossible. Uh, so we can't have a full, a full picture of the state of podcasting in 2007. You know, it was still a relatively new content device on the web, but what we do know is that TMO very well could have been the first fantasy baseball focused podcast ever publicly released, or certainly among the first, but maybe more notably was almost assuredly the first podcast in history to carry news and interviews for a standalone fantasy sports league. If another league out there can make that claim, I, I welcome an opportunity to see the evidence for that, but I doubt it. Um, so, just real, real quick, let's let's throw to a, a quick audio clip of the original TMO intro. First base, ball play. The Mets win. It's all over. Okay, that was a cool blast from the past. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, first question for you. <laughs> and I know this goes back a long way. What what do you recall about our conversation that led to the birth of TMO? Do you remember anything about our concept before it actually became a reality? Sure, that's a good question. I It's really hard to remember that back, back that far. I know you've got me super excited uh just thinking about um what was happening around that time i remember we had a lot of a lot of late night calls um uh the league the league felt like it was just uh r really coming into its own um after those first couple of years um uh i think we were just so excited we wanted to uh do as much as possible and 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 connect as much as possible with the, with the other guys yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if it was just a product of, um, you know, maybe we weren't all used to texting as much as we are now, and, um, you know, it, it, whatever the case, there were more phone calls <laughs> made at that time. And, and Johnny and I, Johnny and I, um, we used to chat all the time on the phone. I can remember really a lot of like, 
like Sunday afternoons when, when games would be rolling and, and we were looking at the scoreboard as a, as a, you know, the, the matchup week rounded toward, toward home plate for, for the end and, and, and talk about what was going on and players and so on and so forth and talking smack about other teams and other GMs uh, while we were on the phone. And I clear, clearly remember it during one of those calls, Johnny, uh, in the early days, um, one of the two of us said something to the effect to the other uh, of, wouldn't it be funny if the league heard everything we were saying? <laughs> you know, we, we were we were talking smack about, you know, about how awful the woo were at that time or uh, probably something about Craig or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, wouldn't it be funny if everything we were saying was captured and the league heard everything we were saying? Ha ha ha. <laughs> And that that was kind of the genesis of that was the that was the germ of the idea, and and that's kind of what what kicked kicked the ball, kicked the ball off. Um, you know the the first few installments of TMO uh, were released. Um, Mike, I guess you were just barely in the league by then, uh, or or maybe the first few had been published right before you you slid into the league. So yeah, it was just before. If the first episode was December two thousand seven. I literally joined opening week of the season, 2008. Uh, okay. So ba- ba- you barely, barely, but yeah. so it, it, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask this to John then. Uh, he, he was certainly around John. What, what do you recall about your reaction to the fact that two BDL GMs were launching a dedicated podcast? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that it's fair to say that I had, two reactions almost simultaneously the first was <laughs> oh my god that's the lamest thing ever what the hell are we doing and the, and the, and the second one was but i can't wait to listen to it you know? um i mean i i think you guys kind of hit on it too that like those were the conversations that were happening around the league at that time and it, you know, I, I know for our experience but i think it, it's similar to i'm sure how you guys kind of started out you know, it, it wasn't because anybody was recording anything that we were having these long and depth conversations about the league. It's just that they were taking place whenever any of us interacted. And, um, you know, I, I think we all kind of saw the entertainment value in that. And I think we all enjoyed kind of that window into like, okay, what are the other guys saying? And, you know, how do they see it? Um, so it, it was definitely, right. I mean, I, I think BDL media in general is kind of a Warshack test and they, you know, anybody either within the league or outside the league that you would tell, you know, we do this, um, you know, their reaction is either, oh, my God, that's insane. Why would anyone do that? Or that's got to be the greatest fantasy league ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Mike, you know, like we mentioned, you know, when you when you stepped into the league, uh, TMO was starting to become kind of kind of more fully formed. It was really hitting its groove, I think, by the time you were. Uh, you know, really getting getting your legs in the league. So, you know, give us your reaction to realizing that you had stumbled into a league, as John said, where the owners were, you know, crazy enough to record radio shows for an audience of barely more than a dozen people. Yeah. I think the thing that got me, Scotty, is when I joined the league, I didn't know anybody in the league. I, I, I knew you somewhat. I'd never met anyone in the league. So when yeah. the talk of, oh, oh, oh and, and by the way, we have this podcast, my first thought is these guys are insane. Who the hell is going to waste time one recording a podcast 
And why would anybody <laughs> waste their time listening to this? So then those were my two thoughts right off the bat. Because again, uh, not only did I not know anyone in the league, this was my first my first fantasy baseball league. The only other leagues I'd been in before were like office fantasy basketball leagues where the entire conversation was just between two, three guys in the office. So just the entire premise of there being a forum there, you know, there, you know, we, we have all this activity, we have all this communication with each other, you know, just those things right off the bat seemed very foreign to me. But then when you add it on, Oh, by the way, we record this podcast. I just thought, man, these guys are certifiable. There's something wrong with these people. Uh, but, and, and, and perhaps that's true. Uh, but what was kind of cool <laughs> for me is because I knew nobody in the league, it was kind of a cool way to get to know the two of you. And then when John and Craig started their thing, it was a good way to get to know them. So at, at the point where I actually met some people in the league, it, it actually felt like I knew who these people were. And there's no way that would have been possible without those podcasts. Right, right. Yeah, good, good, good insight. Yeah, yeah, we so, you know, when TMO started to really, uh, I guess, stand on its legs really well, we uh, we, we revamped the intro and it, it became, I think, um, uh, well, kind of iconic, if I do say so myself. Uh, it's it's pretty memorable. So let's let's take a quick listen to the uh, to the popular intro for TMO. Welcome to two men on, ladies and gentlemen. Behind 10%. You know what? I, I quit. I really quit. The Kwame Brown of fantasy baseball. I love enough to say that. Wayne's World Party Con, right? You're ready already. <laughs> Which two men are on? T-M-O, baby. All wood, no cork. Haven't heard that in a while. That was cool. Uh, Johnny, um, how long did it take for you to feel comfortable on air? Uh, I'm not sure that I ever got comfortable on air. <laughs> Are you comfortable now? Do you need a beverage? Uh, no, yeah, I think you we're have okay. a beverage. I think we're okay. <laughs> Uh, was my uh, southern drawl as jarring to you as your Yankee accent was to me, or anything of that nature? You know, uh, to get you. I will say, <laughs> I guess I will say that um, I, I think you were the perfect compliment. Um, it's much easier for me to um, uh, listen and then uh, latch on to something, say something that at least I think is funny, and then um, you, you did yeah. a great job of of just leading. Um, controlling you know where we were going um yeah so and we've probably talked about this before but it's been a very long time what what did your recording environment look like in the early days how did you actually set up your recording space oh boy uh i think it varied um i think it was a bedroom a basement i think we recorded in my car at times I remember that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Early on, it was, it was, uh, didn't we like simultaneously try to re- record our own recordings and then kind of dub them together? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit um, when we dive into the, the anatomy of pod of a podcast here. Um, but yeah, we, we did do that. Um, 
um, my, my first recording space, thinking about uh, back about it now in 2007, Catherine, our oldest, um, she was not a month old when we started this pod. We started wow. that podcast. Wow. Um, so, you know, she was, you know, of course, uh, well now, now as a new dad, you, you, you kind of know, you kind of know this, you know, she was, uh, you kind of had to tiptoe around that situation when you were, um, you know, allowed 20 something, uh, you know, talking about sports after, uh, after hours and not wanting to wake the baby. So, um, I found, um, a spot just in a spare bedroom of the house. I would lock the door, uh, tuck a pillow under the door to try to muffle the sound. Um, <laughs> and, uh, just kind of pi- pile myself into a, into a chair and, um, and, uh, you know, create the quietest space that I could. It, w- it was not ideal, but, uh, you know, those were, those were the early days of trying to figure out what in the world we were even doing, you know, uh, but, uh, so let's, let's, let's move right along here. A couple years later, actually not quite two years, but in 2009, never to be outdone, never, ever to be outdone in the BDL. <laughs> our our resident Cubs fans could not stomach the fastballs being thrown over at TMO. Uh, decided to take things a step further. John and our ex BDL mainstay in 2008 BDL champion Craig of the Bulldogs joined forces to launch the league's first talking head program, Stuck in the Ivy, and. To this day, all of all BDO media productions that have aired only stuck in the Ivy rivals TMO in volume of content or more specifically hours of content. That show's format saw John and Craig put, pull up a couch and turn on a video camera. That sounds dirty. And, and talk about all things BDL for sometimes hours on end. Seriously, this show had a tendency to go on forever sometimes. And John can, I'm sure talk about that, but, but that's what we loved about it, right? It was two dudes drinking beer, talking crap many times about the gins and and talking BDL baseball. And similarly to TMO, it was revolutionary in the sense that, you know, you, you could not find at the time a, a league centric web show. And, and most of the talking head programs on air at that time where you're, you know, they were still running exclusively on national television on larger networks. So this was, you know, it was a very unique thing at the time. I mean, it sounds silly now to think of podcasting and, 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 you know, YouTube shows as being this, this novel idea, but you know, this was not all that long ago and it was, this was brand new stuff. Um, let, let's take a quick listen actually to the, to the stuck in the Ivy outro. People will remember that. Baseball season's underway. Better get ready for a brand new day. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are going to win today. Down to Wrigley 
I still hate that song. Uh, John, how did how did the concept of Stuck in the Ivy come about? Um, hold on a second. Brushing my teeth. Brushing my teeth, man. Sorry, I just had an intruder. Uh, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Been there. Take the toothbrush and get out of here. So it basically started that. Take take your time, buddy. (laughs) I didn't have people like that bothering me, so I had to fill up the time doing something else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I think that not surprisingly, it was probably a night out drinking, and uh, Craig and I kind of talking about TMO and I think although we never specifically laid out our objectives I think it's fair to say that our thought was maybe we could do a better job than TMO and at the very least (laughs) if we couldn't we could at least just spend our time making fun of TMO and and basically be kind of like <laughs> the, the weird Al Yankovic take on on TMO and um, and and I think that's probably we we hit it like somewhere right in the middle between those two objectives. Um, Craig was and is much more tech savvy than I am, and I think it was his idea that you know we we actually had the ability to um, make it audio visual. Um, you know, just in in thinking about it for for this, um, I did have to kind of go back and, and jog my memory in terms of like how we put it together because like I, I remember it being so complicated. I'm like, well, God, didn't we have like our iPhones videotaping it? And no, like it, we had a um, you know computer video like set up to Craig's laptop, and we had to like get it positioned. And it was one of those that you know like you had the other laptop, and you're like trying to get the angle right. Um, so. I think I kind of had Craig's assurance that we could make the technology work. And I knew that we could drink and talk about baseball, that that would work out fine. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was kind of a leap in the dark. Yeah. And, and, and just, just to kind of add to what you're saying, you know, just for our, our, our audience, especially, you know, we have a, we have a one or two or three, I guess, you know, kind of younger ish uh, guys in the league now. Um, Keep in mind, this was, you know, we, we live in a Zoom world now, but th- keep in mind, this was pre-Zoom, pre-Google Meet. You know, there, there wasn't really a consumer-friendly uh, platform that allowed you to be in the same virtual space with multiple people simultaneously. I mean, you can look back and think, well, Skype, and it, but they, they weren't really that robust at the time. And, um, you know, to produce shows like Stuck in the Ivy, and TMO, but re- really, especially stuck in the Ivy in this case, 15 years ago, <laughs> it, it, it took sort of a, sort of a Frankenstein approach, you know, the, the digital equivalent of, of duct tape and super glue. I mean, you, you guys were literally on a couch in front, in front of probably a, a four, 420 P resolution camera, uh, shooting this thing, Wayne's world style. There it is. Thinking back, you know, to how those episodes were produced, John, uh, you know, I guess just to roll that into a question, how old do you feel right now? <laughs> well, it, it's so funny because it, in this day and age, I'm so used to video conferencing that doing an audio podcast, I keep yeah. like, you know, worrying about like where I'm looking and then realizing that no one can see me. 
Um, obviously back then it was the, the total opposite. And, you know, for two people who, you know, other than like family home movies, you know, were never, you know, being videotaped. Um, there was a lot of like, you know, okay, remember to look at the camera, remember, you know, like, you know, be aware of the audience. Um, it, it is, you know, it, it, in some ways it seems like a lifetime ago, obviously just, you know, very different lifestyle. Um, but a lot of, I mean, like, you know, the league's still the league and, and, you know, a lot of it does just kind of seem like it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the downside as I recall, uh, to being this revolutionary for the time, um, you know, doing things in that manner was that the, the level of your creativity wasn't exactly equaled by, you know, internet upload speeds of the, of the 20 aughts <laughs> and, and Craig, I know Craig, I remember this, uh, you know, pulled, pulled, pulled a few red eye sessions just to get new episodes published to the web, you could probably produce a new video format web show today in a third of the time that it took you guys. Can, can you think of any other, you know, follies involved in getting these shows done, hardships? Well, I mean, on the tech side, I think the folly was that I was always the guy that was like, hey, let's, you know, do it and, you know, submit it in, you know, 12 minutes. And um, Craig was the person that had to download it and edit it. And, you know, he would kind of roll his eyes. Um, in terms of obstacles, I mean, I think the hardest thing that we confronted was that our spontaneity was kind of the the, the wow factor, I guess. And it, you didn't want to over script that. But at the same time, you couldn't just like, you know, hit the on button and kind of just assume that it would come out all right. So... Um, I, I think we often struggled to kind of get us going. And then uh, um, sometimes, you know, one person would have more of a specific agenda and the other one would kind of, you know, just, just want to talk. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think in that kind of unscripted context, um, it was hard to, you know, sometimes get it, get it swinging in the right direction. Yeah. And John, you, uh, you, you really, you hit right. You hit the, hit the head of my next question, uh, really the show, you know, took advantage of the fact that you and Craig lived within close proximity of one another at the time, which allowed you to do something TMO wasn't capable of. Uh, and, and that was capture the live spontaneity of being in the same room, playing off of each other. Um, do, do you agree that that in-person dynamic really added to what made stuck in the Ivy engaging for the audience and, and very memorable. Definitely. And, and, you know, we're both in the DC, we both were in the DC area and um, we, we didn't live that close to each other though. It was, you know, 30 minute drive. So it was a hassle. And I think that there were certainly times when we were kind of like, well, we could just call this one in and, you know, not have to worry about traffic or any of that. Um, and, and also not surprisingly, no one was in a position to drive at the end of our show. So that was kind of, <laughs> that, that was probably the biggest obstacle. Um, but, you know, in later years, when when Craig and I no longer lived in the same city, we did try to do it um, more virtually. And, and you could definitely tell that 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 sort of in-person chemistry um, was missing there. And it made you really appreciate um, how much it worked into the show earlier. Yeah. Well, TMO and Stuck in the Ivy, without question... Uh, broke new ground 
and set the tone for how we present and consume content in the BDL, how we did then and certainly how we do now still. You know, league communication takes place mainly on the, on the forum, of course, but, you know, when one of our members takes the time to develop newsworthy content of any kind, more often than not, it's released and discussed somewhere in the BDL media space. So, Mike, um, you, you're the creator of two such popular content staples. You really took to this pretty pretty early on in your stint in the BDL. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but didn't the BDL Vegas Odds make its debut on Stuck in the Ivy? Uh, they did. Uh, I can't remember what year that would have been. I'm guessing that's probably the second beginning of the second year, maybe, John, when you guys were doing that show. <laughs> That I came up with that concept, so, and I think I probably talked to Craig about it. Maybe I can't remember. So I know this is a sensitive topic, but what was your winless year? What was my winless year? <laughs> Did I have a winless year? Jeez, that's a long time ago. Uh, I, I'm guessing that was my second season. Okay, well, I will look that up. I, I, but that sounds. I, I'm pretty right. sure that it was following that year because I, I think there was quite a bit of quite a bit of buzz about your uh, your great entry into the league there. <laughs> History making, John. Yes. <laughs> well, and, 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 and Mike, just to round that into a question too, uh, or another question, um, you know, similarly, you coined the phrase Black Diamonds in the Rough for a, for a long-running TMO segment that ranked the BDL's minor league farm systems. Um, I'm hoping you can just talk a little bit, uh, if you can, about your experience guest appearing on those shows to unveil that content and specifically why why do you think there's value in using BDL media as sort of the launching pad for that that kind of that kind of content yeah that, that's a good question and just to get back to John's question my winless year was the 2009 season uh where my team was just epically bad uh well funnily enough it's not the worst record in BDL history but I think it's the only team that's lost every matchup so I'm very impressed with myself um, and then I believe I came up with the Vegas odds that off season because clearly I didn't know what the hell I was doing as far as building the team. I thought I may as well add I may as well add something to the league, and that's what I came up with the uh, with the Vegas odds. And I think that's also the time, Scotty. Perhaps you can remember this. There was a there was a website called extranormal.com, I think, and I was able to create these kind of cartoon videos, and oh, I did wow. this for. An, and and yes. for the le- and I wish I would have saved those to YouTube because some of those were actually really funny looking back on them. And, they were. And, I wish I, they and I wish I still had access to them. At some point, the website went kaput, and I couldn't I couldn't access the videos anymore, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, but but I think that was all about the same time. You know, I I think it's basically when when TMO was really going. And then you add Stuck in the Ivy. And I think what made Stuck in the Ivy so special is you could tell Craig and John were friends. They weren't just two guys hosting a podcast about a league they're involved with. You could tell these guys had a personal connection. And it was just two buddies talking about the league. And I think that was a really special thing about their show. Uh, The whole Vegas Odds thing, I'm pretty sure came up. I was probably talking to Craig about it once that I was thinking of doing this. And he said, well, don't post that on the forum. Let's make sure that's on our show. And that was probably the beginning of the 2010 season. Uh, as far as Black Diamonds in the Rough, 
Scotty, for the life of me, I can remember nothing about this. Uh, <laughs> the, the term I remember, and and I remember writing some stuff, I think, but beyond that, I don't I don't remember much about it. Oh well, well, it, it was a good segment, and and actually, I think I think we might have an opportunity to re- to revive that here on the inside pod soon. So uh, we'll 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 kind of give that a, a fresh coat of paint. Um, but uh, yeah, so Johnny, just to to pivot back to TMO a little bit, Johnny, um, TMO has published thirty seven episodes to date, and the number of recorded listening hours represents oh somewhere around a third of all content so far ever released on BDL Airwaves. When we started the show, what what really were your expectations? How you know how many times do you think we would actually get together to record a show before this fizzled out? Oh wow, another good question. Um a lot of these would have been helpful to get ahead of time. Um let's see. Uh Gosh, I didn't have too many expectations, except I thought people were gonna love what we were <laughs> what we were saying. Um, I I want to quickly circle back to what John was saying uh, before I go any sure. further. But um, I would say I'll leave it to like my family to decide whose whose program was better. But um, <laughs> I I think I enjoyed stuck in the Ivy as much or more than than uh, what we were doing with TMO. And I really, I mean, that's to say nothing about what we, what we did together, Scotty, because it was so much fun. Uh, we brought in so many people. I think, I think my overall expectations were just, uh, we, uh, we're going to kind of take this league to the next level. We're going to uh, have everyone talking. And, and I was very excited. So, so, John, you, you, you've sort of already answered this, but, but maybe you can just ex- expand a little more. You know, I, I'm a competitive guy. Lord knows Craig is a very competitive guy. Um, exactly how much of the genesis of Stuck in the Ivy was rooted, pun intended, in, in a desire to one-up what we were trying to do with TMO? I think that it was – I don't know. I mean, I, I'm – Going back many, many years and, and trying to make an estimate, but sure, <laughs> um, it it was it was less than half of our rationale, but not less than twenty percent, I would say. Um, <laughs> and I think I think that it was something that appealed to us because we thought it would be fun. We thought that it would, you know make the guys in the BDL laugh, which is basically all any of us live for. And I think that it probably would have been one of those things that we'd kind of been like, ah, this might be fun to do, but never got around to doing it. If it didn't have that extra little bit of an incentive of like, and we could outdo, you know, Johnny and Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in in terms of like the final, like get off the couch and, or get on the couch and do it. Um, motivation. It was, it was pretty significant. So, so Johnny, um, I can't recall exactly when we started recruiting guests to TMO, but it was fairly early on. Um, Is there a particular guest that stands out in your mind as one that was, 
really a favorite or, or very memorable. And, and maybe I'll throw out a couple examples while you're thinking on that. I, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I, uh, of course he, he's no longer in the league. He hasn't been for, for many years. Um, our friend Ern from across the, the pond, um, uh, I had, I had a lot of respect for Ern when he joined the show by getting up in the middle of the night, uh, Finland time. Um, it, it meant that much to him to be part of the process and he, he enjoyed the league so much, um, to, uh, wake up. And I, I don't know what hour it was for him, but probably two, two or three in the morning or something, um, or four in the morning or so. Uh, just to uh, just to hop on the show, talk about his club, talk about the league. Uh, you know, I thought that was one of the kind of the the neat things that defined what was great about podcasting in the BDL. What was great about TMO was that it it it, it you know it elicited that kind of passion you know uh, among the the member base. Um, I really thought that Joe uh, of the Amish really took to podcasting as a guest. Uh, like a like a duck to water, um, he seemed to have so much fun when when he hopped on the show with us the first time and 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 told some really cool stories about baseball and about uh, the I think it was the Monsters of Rock uh, uh, tour that he uh, uh, saw one year in the in the like eighty seven eighty eight something like that. Um, and I'm just going off memory, but and, and still. It, yeah, whenever we have, you know, when anybody, any show like uh, has Joe on, uh, of course, we did very recently. I guess that was our last show. Right, Mike? Yeah. Um, you know, he, he always comes prepared. He always. Well, I should say, I don't know that he prepares at all, but he's he's a he's you know, I, got, I have to give Joe credit. He's he's kind of a natural when you get him on air. Um, and uh, I, I really had a lot of fun uh, with, with Joe when he made his guest appearances on TMO. Yeah, I. uh that's, I think, where I'm going to go as well, because the first first couple I thought of were how uh, interesting it was to have Ern on and try to speak with him. Uh, I recalled the one that we already talked about in the car with uh, Mike Owens, because um, that was right. just such crazy circumstances. Um, uh, but it it was Joe. I think I, I've never met Joe in person. I, I really uh, look forward to it one day here. Um, but we seem to like really just gravitate towards like this natural rivalry uh, in our division, and um, he's always just so great to to either talk to or um, I don't know mess with. <laughs> yeah, I think I think too. Just to add one more, probably my favorite one on one or, or two on one, I guess, interview um, that we conducted on TMO was when we brought Bill of the Damage yep, on. Yep. Um, this would have been might've been after his third title. Um, but you know, it, it was a really a, a deep dive of, of an interview, um, you know, where we talked a lot about his kind of his love to hate him persona mm-hmm. and how that's maybe sometimes misunderstood. Um, and I think, you know, going back and listening to that show, it, it, you know, that, that was, um, I'm really, pr- I'm really proud of that interview that we did with Bill. Uh, I think it, uh, it's, 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 it's a good show to just kind of live up there forever and reference from time to time. And, and tells a lot about one of the greats in, in the BDL's history. It, it felt like a game changer for sure, because um, we kind of had like a, a small group of, it felt like we have a small group of guests or, or guys that were, were talking about it involved. Um, Bill was as big a part of the league as as anyone and um he had just never been really connected with being on the west coast so 
Um, right. It was just, it did feel a little bigger than some of the other um, recordings. I think so. Um, so, John, going back to Stuck in the Ivy, what, what in your mind defined the very best of Stuck in the Ivy? And, and what I mean by that is, you know, when the camera turned off and you and Craig probably had a nightcap before Kate dragged your inebriated butt home, what what type of show or, or topics, you know, made you go, now, now that was a good show. That was a great show. Well, I mean, are you asking me what the signature show was or what a good show was? Because I'm not sure. That the same. Uh, no, no, uh, no, no, not not one, not one no, particular I, show. Just just in general, you know what what when you when you when you wrapped up a show with Craig, you know what you know that when you would have the, that just that look at each other and go, you know, man, we knocked it out of the. Yeah, park. I, know, I, I I think our signature show was us kind of briefly talking about what we were going to do in the show and being like, okay, we'll get this done in, you know, a half an hour and then finishing the show and being like, okay, it's been three hours and 15 minutes and you know, (laughs) the scotch is gone and you've got some editing to do Craig. Um, And I think there was some value in that. Just, just in that um, it, it obviously demonstrated what I think is true for everybody in the league, which is that, you know, we all are, are not just sort of, members of this fantasy league, but we're kind of fans of this fantasy league. And, um, you know, I, I think we were speaking probably much more as, as fanboys than as, you know, competitors in the league. Um, in terms of what, you know, we did that I was, you know, most proud of, um, I, I think, and, and there were some swings and misses here, but I, I think whenever we got a format in mind that, was a real head scratcher to pull off and, and that we went after and tried to do. So um, we tried to do one show that was the first day of the BDL playoffs. And I think it was live ish. However much, you know, I'm sure there was some sort of delay, but um, and so the idea was, you know, like, you know, the first game is going to start and we're going to be sitting there and we're going to be talking about the playoffs and, you know, things are going to be happening and we can follow it. Um, we get going and, you know, <laughs> it's probably would be easily predicted in, in real time. These things don't happen that quickly and they're not that exciting. <laughs> so, you know, the first game starts yeah. and there's like, you know, maybe one player for one of the playoff teams yeah. and nothing yeah. happens. And um, we just kind of sit there and talk about the playoffs for a long time. Um, you know, I, we had, I mean, probably the most embarrassing one, but the Christmas show, which, you know, again, like maybe it's cold outside. <laughs> maybe it's cold outside. Um, the, the episode that was never <laughs> um, you know, and, and that was kind of, you know, we, we kind of I, I think had some doubts as to whether we could pull anything like that off. And, you know, we, we clearly didn't do it well, but I think just to just to give it a shot was kinda kind of fun and kind yeah. of kind of fitting with the MO. Yeah, I thought yeah. for me, John, that was the signature moment of that show <laughs> because that to me was just basically two guys saying, "You know what? Let's just go out and have yeah. fun." Yeah, and that really showed off the personality, you guys. Yeah. There, there's no way Scotty and Johnny would have tried that. Not a chance. <laughs> but you know, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late, guys. Uh, hey, you, you you never know. This and, and this. This is a sort of a rambling question, so bear with me. And, and really, you know, I'm, I'm curious to hear all, all of your takes, all, all three of you. 
Um, you know, it, I think it's easy to take for granted how long we've been doing this and, and, and how different life was for all of us nearly 15 years ago when these shows started popping up, you know, this, this, you know, it wasn't pre-smartphones, but it was certainly, I mean, it was pre-smartphones as we know them now. Um, when the first, the very first episode of TMO aired, can you believe this, Johnny? It, it, it would be three more years before iPhones were even available on the Verizon wireless network. Yeah. I mean, that's just boggles my mind. So, you know, how we interacted as a group was different. Um, We were still really just getting to know each other, you know, but, but suddenly, you know, here we are, all all of us in our, in our late twenties or maybe early thirties by that time, or a little older, you know, um, you know, we found ourselves recording hours and hours of conversation about a fantasy league filled with folks that you still largely didn't know that well, um, all for the benefit of what, 14 other people. So, you know, you're out of college with jobs, with adult responsibilities, with wives or fiancés, <laughs> some of us with children by then, very young, s- sitting in a man cave, trying to explain to said significant others why we were doing what we were doing. Did you, did any of you ever stop and ask yourself, what am I doing? Or, or was it, was it just a darn, a darn fun time? And that's all that mattered. Scotty, many, many times. And I'll give you the perfect example of this. What year was BDL weekend in Philadelphia? Was that 2011? Uh, That was, that was 11. Yes, that's correct. Okay. 2011 was the first and only time I've been to a BDL weekend. Uh, Have fun trying to explain to your wife who at the time we had a three-year-old and twin uh, nine-month-olds. Oh. Yes, sweetheart, I'm thinking of jumping on a plane to Philadelphia to go meet a bunch of guys <laughs> that I'm in a fantasy baseball league with that I've never <laughs> How does that sound? And the first time I mentioned it, she looked at me like, what in God's name are you talking about? No, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> and then after I mentioned it four or five more times, fine, jump on a plane. I don't care. Have a good time. But, but but I remember the first time mentioning it to her. And as the words are coming out of my mouth, and I'm like, this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> this sounds <laughs> All right, sweetheart, have fun with the kids. I'll see you in three days. I'm off to Philly. And it's like, all right. <laughs> and I'm to this day, I'm shocked. She said, all right, go have a good time. You know. But uh, yeah, the, the the entire premise of this league, when you think about it, is you know if we had friends, they were in some other uh, type of league, or it wouldn't have to be a league, but any other sort of venture at that point, where it was them and fifteen people that they mainly didn't know, doing some random activity and putting the amount of time that we put into it, I think it's amazing that all our wives didn't think we were certifiable at the time. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember having kind of the sensation that it, it probably added some stability into my marriage because it made very clear to to my spouse and I think to all of our spouses that like we were pretty safe bets in terms of you know like like <laughs> they had pl- <laughs> they had plenty to hold over us and and blackmail with us as they needed to so. <laughs> Uh, and if your options on a Friday or Saturday night were sitting on your 
<laughs> sitting on a couch with, with Craig um, for three or four hours, you know, I, I don't think she was uh, yeah. all that worried yeah. about, uh, you know, any, any shenanigans. Oh, I don't think I had, so I don't think I ever questioned us doing this, but sometimes I question why I haven't questioned. I wonder what, what is wrong with me that I haven't questioned. That. <laughs> uh, I, I think we kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to, I think we kind of always use TMO as kind of an insurance policy because <laughs> we could be like, well, we're not the ones that are losers. You know, it's these other guys. That, <laughs> we're just making fun of them. That's awesome. That's, fair. that's, that's, that's probably fair. That's awesome. That's probably fair. <laughs> well, for the record, I, I, for, I, for one, don't consider TMO to be retired, actually. Uh, only in the midst of its longest hiatus to date, Johnny, where do you stand? <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Uh, I'm with I you. Am. I'm I with am. you. I, I do not consider us retired. Would I, it be uh, so great if John just said, "Yeah, screw you, Scotty." We're <laughs> yeah. Did I not hit send uh, on know, that I, email about six years ago? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's to, to me. To me, th- there will always be a next TMO. The only question is what form it takes. Um, you know, the, the the full count is retired. The stinger is retired. Um, I, I assume stuck in the ivy is retired, but maybe John has breaking news for us tonight. <laughs> I don't know. T- you know, t- t- TMO. It has always sort of just it, it comes and goes in eras, and I often think about what that next era will be and, and when it'll it'll arrive. I mean, it's you know, unless something happens to this is go such for it, Mike. Go for it, Mike. Such an uncomfortable conversation. I'm basically your second wife, and you're on the phone with your first wife. <laughs> I was about to say the same you know, someday we're going to get back to another sweetheart. Like, geez, <laughs> yeah. can you do this on a private call when I'm not around, man? Never say never. You're my true love. Yeah, you're my true love. You're other assholes. You know. Listen, listen. I just want to coexist in the same house. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, yeah it is. That is. You're breaking my heart, Scotty. You're breaking my heart. We're fantasy uh, Eskimo brothers here, Mike. Oh God. <laughs> Um, what, what I will say, uh, in terms of getting back on into it, um, I think back when we started, I, I had, that was a time where I actually had everything figured out. And so then the older I got, I stopped knowing as much and, uh, feel like I've had <laughs> less and less and less and less to say. So it's gotta, it's gotta come back around where I feel like I have uh, a little bit of a voice or, or I don't know, like, I like I'm not some idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that that they may never come <laughs> you know so let's talk a little bit about the radio offspring here you know two men on and stuck in the ivy were certainly the grandfathers of BDO media uh you know they blazed the trail that was later traveled by really a host of, of BDO members who put their own stamp on on podcasting um to date seven podcasts and and web shows dedicated to covering the BDO have aired some ran for years, either weekly or occasionally. Others fizzle out after a few installments. Uh, just for the record, here's the full list. 
this is in order of their debut. Of course, we've talked about TMO, hosted by uh, me and uh, me and Johnny, stuck in the Ivy, John and Craig. Then came the full count. Uh, the full count was hosted by Brent and Mark. Uh, I believe it ran for four or six episodes, something like that. Um, that was followed by Breaking Balls. Uh, that was, I think, mainly yeah, ma- mainly Craig's Craig's baby uh, that featured a rotating, you know, series of guests. Um, the Pony The Pony Express, uh, which was hosted by Mark for uh, a long while. Uh, the Stinger ran for a few episodes, hosted by our our friend uh, Scott, uh, formerly of the BDL of the uh, the Scorpions, and of course now uh, we're on uh, the current the current show that's running regularly, the Inside Podcast with Mike and Scotty. Scotty our members, yeah, Scotty and the Second Wife. Yep. I, I, I'll start opening the show that way. Our our members have have you know they, they they've also hosted. You can go back and look at this. You know, a handful of non. BDL related one shot podcast pa- uh, podcasts focused on pop culture, such as the release of new Star Wars movies. John was on one of those with me uh, back in uh, a few a few years ago. Uh, the The Walking Dead. Uh, we we talked about The Walking Dead on the show. So, um, yeah, talk about a couple other notes. Yeah, talk about what? your talk about what? Uh, your you know domestic embarrassment. I think that one of those like. <laughs> What are you doing tonight, honey? Oh, I'm doing a podcast with my fantasy baseball friends about Star Wars was probably uh, <laughs> it's, as rough as it gets. It's 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 a wonder that that, that I have children. This is for sure. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers these at all. The, the explosion of content back back in the day gave rise to. Two sister websites that we ran at one time. Actually, Craig one ran one. I ran the other. Um, they both no longer exist. Um, BDLradio.com <laughs> and, and BDLTV.com. I, I remember that. Um, yeah. bo- both of the video-based web shows streamed on BDLTV. Uh, I, I believe they were originally uploaded to YouTube and then posted there. I, I could maybe have that turned around, but. Anyway, the, the two most notable shows on that list after TMO and Stuck in the Ivy, without question, at least in my mind, are Breaking Balls and The Pony Express. And I want to talk just very briefly about The Express momentarily, but not before spending some time, a little bit of time on what was probably the most unique, albeit short-lived, show ever in BDL Media, and, and that was Breaking Balls. Um that show ran for only four episodes, I believe, across two two seasons, but made a pretty huge impact in term of it, terms of its popularity. More than than anything, the way it engaged with the rest of the league, you know, outside of the of the quote unquote big two, it might be the most memorable show the BDLs had. I, you know, a few people still bring it up from time to time. Um, the the easiest way to explain to explain it to folks who weren't there at the time is basically it, it robbed the around the horn formula um, pit pitting four, I think four, three or four BDL GMs per episode against each other in a discussion scoring game about things that were happening in the league. Do do any of you guys have any memories at all of, of that show? I do. I remember being on it. 
And I remember the most troubling thing about that show was Craig was the judge mm-hmm. as far as points were concerned. <laughs> so there was no rhyme or reason to anything. Like you can make the greatest point in the world. Craig's like, yeah, it's no points for you. Two points with this guy. He said nothing. All right. That's, 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 that's if, if Craig could create his own universe, it would have been pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, his, his his god complex never manifested in more in a more uh, tangible way than breaking balls. That's that's for sure. Um, it it yeah, I think I was on that show one time. I think I was on one episode, and he he he, to the best of my recollection, he axed me right away. I was gone. I mean, he he was just there to make an example of me right out of the gate. Clearly, he was making a point. Uh, he was making a point, and that's fine. <laughs> Uh, do, do you think it died a premature death just because it was kind of too big for the time in terms of its, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about how difficult it was even to make stuck in the Ivy, a web show back then, you know, that was even more of a complex production, you know, involving coordination with several GMs at the same time for a single show. Gosh, I mean, just think about how easy it would be to produce that show today. Yeah. Well, and I think it was over, I think it kind of coincided with, with, you know, Craig, unfortunately losing a little bit of interest in the league. Um, you know, I, I, it, mm-hmm. in some ways I think that if you had done a show like that with the technology of today, with the enthusiasm of like early BDL media, um, you know, that, that could have really been a hit because, um, I, I think the easy thing about that show was that s- so many people in the league are eager to contribute and, and obviously have, have a ton of great things to add, but don't necessarily want the the commitment of a full-time show. And so the ability to like bring in somebody and be like, okay, you know, we want you to be a full, you know, invested player in this one episode. Um, it was really easy to get people involved and then really easy to kind of share those personalities throughout the league. Yeah. Any other thoughts on, on breaking balls before we move on? Johnny, anybody? Johnny Johnny must not have been invited to that show. I don't think I was, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> was Johnny ever on? I'm shocked Craig didn't have I don't. Just, just to boot him off the show first, honestly. I'm shocked he didn't have him on for that reason alone. I was one of the original two men on. <laughs> there you go. So, so let's, let's dive into the anatomy of making podcasts a little bit in web shows. What, and as we do that, we, we, we should acknowledge the particular niche of the Pony Express. And that was the short form podcast, a show that was delivered in bite-sized installments of 20 to 40 minutes, often on a weekly basis. Um, TMO actually pioneered that approach. I think in I think it was 2010 when when Johnny and I went went weekly for for one summer. Um, Johnny, that's that's when we would record in our our cars. I think usually on our lunch breaks <laughs> at work. Um, but I, I would say that the Express honed uh, that format and kind of popularized that format. So o- over the years we've seen the two approaches play out. The Pony Express is the best example of the short form podcast. Um, while stuck in the Ivy and, and most of TNO's uh, TMO's run and now the inside pod are 
long form shows, usually clocking in at around 90 minutes, although sometimes much longer in the case of Stuck in the Ivy. Is there a better format or, or do they both kind of have a place in, in what we do here? Anyone yeah, think, take it? Yeah, Scotty, I, I think they both have a place. I think what was special about the show that Mark did is, is, is it really gave him an opportunity to show off his personality to the league. And because that's a solo show, I think it's important that's got to be in bite-sized pieces because it's really hard for one person to talk for an hour and be interesting. When there's two or three yeah. people kind of playing off each other, it's a lot easier to pull off. But when it's one person, I think it's uh, I think it's imperative that that show is not incredibly long because it's just really hard to keep the attention of people when just one person talks to himself. Yeah, and I would say in terms of you know just like a retention rate, I probably listen to uh, I mean I, maybe a hundred percent of the Pony Express episodes. Um, just because I kind of, I knew that, you know, it was a Monday thing. I knew that, um, usually I'd be going out for my lunch run and, you know, it was 25 minutes. So that was perfect timing. Um, and I, so I think that that kind of like something digestible, um, certainly has its benefit. And I'm sure Mark would have said, you know, like he could have easily gone on for, you know, two hours, just like any other show, um, but to cut it down that way, it certainly made it, you know, more manageable, but, um, you know, hopefully the longer shows also have, have some value, but you definitely, you know, I, I know that there have been episodes of two men on that, you know, I, I looked at and was like, you know, sounds kind of interesting, but I can only listen for 20 minutes and I don't want to get, you know, partway through it. And, um, and then just never got around to listening. And I'm sure people had that experience with stuck in the Ivy. So that's that. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, it's usually best um, when, when you have that variety in the league, when you when you have a show running um, that kind of gives you that more long form, uh, you know, long interview, usually um, a content um, kind of what what the inside pod is it has been doing lately and, and TMO did before um, that. But that is complemented by by another show. Uh, running more or less simultaneously in the league that offers that other option, you know, for, you know, folks who, who just don't really have a desire or, or even the time to, you know, devote 90 minutes of a day uh, to listening to, uh, to, to blowhards talk about whatever. Um, I think there's definitely a place for both and it's, it's best when, when you have both, you know, we don't, we don't have that right now. We don't have both. Uh, but you know, maybe someone will st- uh, step up and and um, and uh, take up take up that mantle. Yeah, I think the the weekly is clearly more of an in season uh, uh, right, value, right. and uh, I loved the shows we did, like the the draft recap or the uh, minor league reviews, uh, all time managers, or the interview, the end of season interview with the champion. Or um, I definitely think they both have the place. Yeah. John, did, uh, did did Stuck in the Ivy ever script a show, or was it always 100% freestyle? Um, I mean, th- there was never a, a full script or, or, you know, even even partial. I think our very first episode, we might have had kind of a uh, an outline, and, um, and I think we deviated yeah. from it pretty quickly. <laughs> um yeah. I think they, I mean, well, the, you know, not to go back to infinity, but 
um the the intro for the christmas special we obviously had uh had rehearsed that one but um yeah i, I we it we quickly discovered that if we had a script we were going to struggle to remember where we were on the script and we would get uncomfortable if we deviated from the script and i, I think we discovered that if we just kind of let it go and, and, you know, we, we'd end up getting to talking about the BDL and, and we were both competent to have that conversation. Um, so I, I think the short answer is there was very little scripted content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny, you can, you can follow me up and add a little bit to this if you want to. Uh, just to give a little peek behind the curtain, you know, TMO, we really went through an evolution of a process. Um, you know, in the beginning, um, the best I recall, we, we just had kind of scratch notes, you know, let's talk about the draft and let's talk about, uh, uh, you know, let's talk about how horrible, you know, uh, the cramps were at the time or whatever. Um, and, you know, sometimes that just did not work as well. So, you know, so we would, we would begin to develop more of a, I mean, I, certainly I don't mean a word for word script, but more of a, a very thorough outline. And, um, you know, that, that, that worked well too, but, but we eventually, or at least in my personal notes, we, we scaled back again to more of a, just more of a solid outline, you know, with, with particular topics to keep us on, kind of keep us on pace what we, and hit, hit the notes that we wanted to hit. Um, I, I have found in my process for, for podcasting that it, it works better that way to not, you know, not over prepare, but prepare just enough so that you, you keep yourself on track. You don't forget to ask something that's important that, that you need to ask while you have the guest there. Um, Johnny, do you, do you, do you remember anything about your particular, I mean, did you keep, did you keep, you know, complex notes about certain shows that, that we were about to do and, and things you wanted to say, or, or was it just kind of whatever hits your brain at the moment? Probably a mix of both. I mean, I tried to have, you know, the latest numbers and, and standings and everything on hand. Once we, once we got that, there are various segments we would do. And as long as we, I think had a, a handful of them, let's do three or four. And we got an episode. Um, we, we found basically a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Did, um, John, I don't know if, I think Craig handled most of this for, for stuck in the Ivy. Um, I know that I, I handled the, the editing and production for, for TMO and, and do now for, uh, the inside pod. Um, has anyone else on the call handled those things for any of the shows you've ever been involved with at all in any, any editing, any production, no. Is, that, is that a round the table? No. no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, just to give you just, again, just a few little, uh, a, a little, a little peek behind the curtain about concerning that process. Um, Johnny, if you'll, if you'll remember our very first service that we used to, to start our podcast was called instant conference. And it provided the, uh, I think it was the 800 number maybe, or, Anyway, it was a dedicated number that you and I would call or the both of us and our guest would call. And when you, you started, when you initiated the call, um, it was start, you could start the recording process. And then when you, when you ended the call, 
it would automatically save that entire call as an MP3 and email it to the email address on file with your account. Um, and you know, that, that made, that made the editing process honestly a nightmare because you, you would think, well, that sounds easy enough. I can have a phone conversation and the whole thing is just emailed to me in an MP3 right away. Well, the, um, the problem is that, you know, you have, you know, just in the, in the, in the example of this current podcast, we have four people on the line. And, and when I go back to edit this show later, um, I'm going to have four different people in four different environments in four different rooms who all sound four different ways. Some of you have background noise, uh, ambient noise, uh, others don't. And I've got to go back and kind of, you know, firm those things up and without individual audio tracks for all four lines, that is impossible to do. So in the early days, um, you, you kind of got what you got, <laughs> you know, you, you, you had that phone conversation and what, however that turned out static, um, poor quality audio, bad connection on one end, there was nothing you could do about it. Um, so one of the fixes and, and Johnny, you've mentioned this a couple times tonight. One of the fixes that, that we tried early on was by remote recording our own audio tracks, you would record via a, a recording app on your phone. I would do the same on my end uh, using using the same recording app. Um, you would email your file to me of your voice of you, just your voice. I would have my file. I would take those two files and and clean them up individually, and then then you know marry them together into a single file which is still a lot of work, but that, that made the, the production of TMO. I mean, it went up several clicks when we started, started that process. It, the show sounded so much better um, a- after that. Now um, we use a, a web-based platform called Zencaster. And there, there are several platforms out there now that, you know, since podcasting has become much more popular and, you know, a lot of people do it kind of on an amateur uh, basis the way we do now. Uh, Zencaster meets, meets our, our needs for that. Um, there, there is a paid product. We, we actually use the, the free version for the inside pod. We might take advantage of some of the, some of the paid features down the road, maybe if we need them. But, um, uh, yeah, so all, all of, all of these tracks, I'll just throw into a, an editing program called Amadeus pro. Uh, that's a Mac Mac based pro program. Um, after, after this show, clean them up, tie them together, throw them into iMovie, <laughs> and export them for, uh, for YouTube so that we can throw the show up on YouTube. And there, after about 90 steps, we have a show. So, um, it's complicated. <laughs> it's still, after all these years, it's still kind of complicated, but I don't know. It, it's fun. I have fun doing it. Um, and, uh. And I know the guys who, who've taken time to do this throughout the history of the league. They have found out a few of these things too, and it's uh, it's it's it, it's a neat hobby. But well, but before we kind of wrap things up tonight, uh, does does anyone else have any any general comments about any of the shows we've talked about or, or podcasting, BDO media in, in in general that we've not that we've not touched on? Well, uh, let me just uh, layer on what what you just said. I think like like most things in this league, probably all things, um, this got 
uh, kickstarted uh, thanks to you, and uh, you did put in ninety nine percent of the effort on everything we did. the The only the only check thing I can think of that that you were uh, kind of mentioning was trying to upload that that separate file. I think you had like your own server maybe, and it was like an right. it, it took all overnight to to get it processed up to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and and it like wouldn't go through or i don't know um but other than that i think uh it's a credit to you uh and then i just remembered um one of my very favorite parts of all of this is like uh the blooper shows and like those those moments where we just <laughs> we could not stop laughing um and 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 couldn't go on uh but it was just worth having it recorded yeah yeah yeah, good times. John, do you wish to pay me any compliments? None whatsoever. No. <laughs> this okay. is kind of interesting because I'd never heard of Timon on until tonight, so it's kind of. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, I think it, it definitely reinforces kind of what we've observed many times tonight, and I think over the years a lot. Um, you know, obviously there's an enthusiasm for this league that is, you know, probably unmatched in, in just about any other fantasy league. And um, something like this would only work if there was, you know, some confidence that your enthusiasm for it was shared with, you know, at least some of the people that might be listening to it. And, um, you know, cause otherwise it is truly like, you know, the, the rantings of a mad person, but um, you know, it, it's definitely <laughs> more evidence if, if any was necessary that, you know, this is a special league. Well, as we wrap up, um, just a little fun fact, uh, and it is impossible to get this exact. Um, I've done the best I, I, I could with an estimation based on, um, you know, the, the list of prior shows and knowing the, the, the runs of each and all that. But B- BDL podcasts and web shows have generated more than 150 hours of content Actually, I think it's a little a little more than that. I, I couldn't verify a few of them, but uh, more than 150 hours of content or almost a continuous week of listening and watching, um, you know, for 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 a hobby, uh, you know, for amateurs. Um, that's a lot of content. Um, and, you know, you, you can point to several reasons why the BDL stands head and shoulders still above other leagues it's it's forum community it's high competitive standard um as mike alluded to earlier bdl weekend events that allowed most of us to really get to know each other uh in in a in a meaningful way and and bdl media uh, among other things and you know i don't want to attempt to you know attempt the impossible task of ranking how important each of those components is uh, to the league but so I'll just pose this final question and we'll go around the table in your mind, in your words. um, What is the legacy of BDL media? John, we'll start with you. The legacy. Wow. Um, I mean, I I think it kind of piggybacks off of everything else in the league. And I mean, I don't think we would have ever done this if it hadn't been for the forum or if it hadn't been for BDL weekend, if we, if we didn't have that level of intimacy with the rest of the league, um, 
you know, I, I would have never felt comfortable kind of, you know, putting it out there like that. But I also would hope that, you know, it also reinforced it, reinforced the bonds that were on the forum and probably made people hopefully more likely to go to a Belial weekend or, or, you know, whatever. Um, in terms of, I mean, I think ultimately there are so many personalities that have had an imprint on this league. And, you know, we, we've talked about a couple of them tonight, but, you know, you think about the different people that have had shows or have been an active part of, of other shows, um, you know, it is kind of a catalog of, of those personalities in a way that you certainly wouldn't capture from just the fantasy side of it. And you probably wouldn't capture completely from the forum just because that's kind of a, a one dimensional approach. So um, it, it's kind of nice to just have kind of this, this sort of, you know, yearbook of, of different personalities. Mike. Yeah, I, I, I think to John's point, I think BDL Media is really the perfect complement of the forum uh, because with, with, within the forum, like we can communicate, but some things don't come off as well in words, uh, you know, typed words as they would, you know, when you're actually talking to someone in person. And beyond that, I think I think the video podcast added even more to that just because it, it was really an opportunity to show off the personality of the members of the league and God knows we have some very interesting personalities in this league and, and we always have. So for me, I just think the, the whole concept of BDL media was something that really made this league special because it gave us the opportunity to show off the personalities of the guys in the league. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's hard um, to really define G's legacy, trying not to take it too seriously, but, um, <laughs> uh, it just shows that the guys in the league uh, want want to make the league uh, as um, as best it can be. I mean, it, it, there's probably stuff we could we could do better, have more of. But um, the fact that we brought in uh, BDL Media, that, that we started up our BDL weekends, um, I, I think we want we want to be part of the best, and um, we're, we're there. Yeah. Hey, Scotty, what yeah, came, came first, yeah. BDL Media or BDL Weekend? Because both of those predated me. BDL Weekend. Uh, BDL Weekend. Yeah. BDL Weekend. Weekend kicked off in two. Actually, it was it was the it was the year that we all got together. Um, well, when the league ex- expanded and exploded in two thousand six, our, our very first BDL Weekend was at Old Rink RFK Stadium yep. in Washington. Yep. Um, that was that was a. That was an awful venue, but it was a great experience. <laughs> I remember uh iron-on t-shirts that said KCC on them. Oh, that's right. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good times. Well, I, I would just, just for my answer, I would kind of springboard from from a word that that John used, and that was yearbook. Um, I kind of think of BDO Media as as this really neat living history of the league. And uh, to me, that's that's the legacy of, of what we've been doing for the last decade and a half with these shows is creating, you know, creating a way that, you know, for those who want to, to go back and kind of revisit and relive moments in, in the league's past, in the league's history, you know, the highs, maybe the lows, um, you know, I think there's a lot of value in that, you know, to to have that kind of that living document in a way. Um, 
And, and m- most of these shows that we've talked about tonight, they're all still available. All, all, all the episodes, um, you know, I, to be quite uh, uh, honest about it, I'm, I'm not sure, John, uh, I, I don't know if you can answer this, but I, I never housed the, the web content the, or the web show content stuck in the Ivy and breaking balls on the BDL server because uh, I think Craig handled those things. I'm sad to say, I'm not sure where they have gotten off to. And, and I, I hope in some form they still exist somewhere. Um, but the, the vast majority of what has been recorded over the years is still um, available in some form somewhere. And I, I just think that's a really neat thing. Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause we're, uh, we're showing the kids all the Marvel movies right now. And uh, we just watched age of Ultron where he's like digesting all the like, like universe of information that's on the internet. And I just had this vision of like, that's in there somewhere, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> hundred hours of BDL media. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot, awesome. I think a lot of what we did is um, I'm, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I think we took some efforts to kind of make it not like pop up whenever you, when you search our names. Um, Right, 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 so. right, yeah. Right, yeah, guys, yeah. I, I just happen to jump onto YouTube right now just to see if these exist. And there is a thing called BDL TV, and there are, looks like, 19 Stuck in the Ivy episodes. Okay, so that must be that. That must be. I think that was the the YouTube channel that Craig administered for the show. So uh, they 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 all still live there, actually. Um, someone, one of us should, should really go and, and download all those puppies and, and just store them away somewhere for safekeeping, make sure nothing ever happens. But, um, yeah, that, that's neat. So really, uh, you know, almost probably 100% of the, of the video media catalog is out there somewhere, whether it's on YouTube in audio form or video form, uh, in an MP3 file on the BDL server that you can access via the forum. It, it's all out there. You know, if you want to revisit, you know, all, all of this content from years past, it, it's all there. Um, and I think we've done a great job to, to preserve, uh, you know, most certainly most of that content over the years. And uh, I think that's, I think it's really neat, but well, guys, we're, we're, we're coming up on um, pushing 90 minutes for this segment. So we're, we'll, we'll wrap things up. Uh, speaking of long form shows, but uh, Hey, we really appreciate uh, Johnny, John, you guys coming on the show um, tonight. Um, this was a lot of fun. Um, it was a really cool trip down memory lane. I know for me, and um, I'm going to do everything I can for the remainder of this show and probably the rest of the month to uh, console Mike's hurt feelings and uh, see if we can salvage what's what's left of the inside I, I, pod. For, for I think flowers future. are in order. I will, yeah. I will never, I will never forgive flowers. I will never forgive. <laughs> I, Mike, I hope you're happy. I, I hope you're happy, Mike. I think you should do like one of those like animated shorts. That's just like that <laughs> audio, but like where they can like see I your really reaction should. to it. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Absolutely awful. That's good. And right right in front of me. It's terrible. (laughs) Guys, uh, thank you for joining, and uh, we we hope to talk to you both again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Okay, Mike, it's been long enough. Stop pouting. Stop giving me the cold shoulder. We have a show to finish. I'm sorry. 
for suggesting that I might do another podcast with someone else some other day. Can somebody tell Scotty that I'm no longer speaking to him? You are under contract, sir. We have at least 12 more episodes that we have to finish, uh, or else we are going to owe our sponsors a lot of money. A lot of big money. I think I'm going to have to get Stephen P. New on the phone and uh, take a look at that contract. <laughs> Stephen P. New. Stephen P. New. Stephen P. New. No one's getting trapped. No one's getting trapped. No. <laughs> We never promised there would not be wrestling references on this show. That's a good point. We did not promise we that. We never made that promise. And if we did, we applied to the people. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, in any case, the inside pod is what's happening now. And hey, guys, we're really glad that you joined us today. Uh, that was a great segment. Had a lot of fun. Um, I think it'll be really cool to go back and review later on, too. Uh, for, uh, you know, uh, when, when, uh, you, we get new blood in, into the league later, uh, you know, to, to have that, have that reference point for, for what we've been doing and why we've been doing this for so long. So guys, we really appreciate you joining us again this week. We're still having a lot of fun doing this show. Hey, don't forget, uh, we would love to hear from you privately by PM or text or email. Any questions you have, you want to pick on another team, you want to ask something, uh, that is insulting to another team and you want us to talk about it on the air uh, or, or just I- anything, uh, yeah. polite questions. Uh, we, we'll talk about anything. We'd love to, to do a mailbag segment here on the show. So uh, just uh, let us know what's on your mind. And it doesn't have to be all that important. We'll just uh, shoot us a line and, and, and we'll talk about it. We don't have to use your name. Uh, you can make one up if you want to, but uh uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to, uh, sign off, uh, here and, uh, start planning for the next show. Hopefully we'll be, be back on the air in late April. Uh, that's what we're aiming for. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if we get, uh, get back around here. I think we will. Uh, but Mike, uh, uh, brother, thanks for making time again tonight and we will see you guys next time. See you guys. Have a good one. What time they